Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. I'm Mary Ann Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of a wonderful group of authors called Author Masterminds, and your host on Real Ghost Chatter. Today, I am welcoming Harry Wilson back to continue our chat about his experiences at the Victorian House Museum and other experiences also. Harry was unexpectedly introduced to ghost hunting in 2010 while organizing an art display at the Victorian House Museum in Millersburg, Ohio. He is an active and founding member of the Victorian House Ghost Guild, who helps to conduct ghost tours, Halloween events, and public as well as private investigations. For more information about the Victorian House Ghost Guild, you can find them on facebook.com forward slash V as in Victor, H as in House, Ghost Guild. Welcome back, Harry. Hey, Marianne. How are you doing? Oh, good. I'm glad to have you here today. The last time we talked, well, which was last week, there was sure a lot of interesting stuff and we couldn't get through it all. So I'm really excited <laughs> to hear the rest of it. <laughs> you told me you'd seen a full body apparition. So let's start there. That was the first time that I had ever experienced that. And that was probably about oh, 10 years ago. It was not at the Victorian house. Mm-hmm. I was actually having lunch with a co-worker. I had retired several times and gone back to work. And this was one of my coming out of retirement <laughs> jobs. We were having lunch at a nearby depot that had been built in 1873 and was very instrumental in World War II. It's actually served 1.3 million service members free of charge, food that they wanted to eat. There were 4,000 volunteers that pitched in and helped with the Salvation Army to run this canteen. And you have to remember, this is a very small town. There probably wouldn't be any more than four or 5,000 people in the entire town. Wow. Is this is Millersburg, is that right? No, this is not in Millersburg. I actually live about 50 minutes east of Millersburg, and this is probably another 10 minutes east of me. Okay. uh, In a little town called Denison, Ohio. Okay. The soldiers actually nicknamed this place Dreamsville because when they didn't come through, they always knew they could have a meal. So anyway, back to the story. I was having lunch there. They had a small cafe. I was having lunch with a co-worker, and I excused myself to go to the restroom. And when I walked into the restroom, I noticed there was a man that had walked to my left. He had blue pants on. They looked like they may have been either wool or a heavy cotton and work boots or work shoes on. We used to call them when I was a kid, we used to call them clodhoppers. But he walked past me and went to the left. I thought he was going to wash his hands. I thought he had actually gone into an alcove. But when I stepped into the room, I realized there was no alcove and he walked through a solid wall. 
Oh, man. <laughs> so, how did you react to that? <laughs> well, I very calmly <laughs> went back out to the desk and I said, um, do you ever have people report ghosts in here? <laughs> she said, oh, yes, all the time, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually my first experience when I actually saw something. But, of course, I've had many other experiences in the Victorian house. Uh, anything from voices to sightings, being touched, noises, odors, all of those things. I remember us talking about those last, or some of those last time we talked. You had said something about, I think, feeling like the Victorian house is a gift to you. Oh, my. Yes. And I, I, I thought you the, might want to expound on that a little. When I walk into the Victorian house... I have a feeling of calming and warmth. I feel like I'm almost being welcomed back into somebody's home, an old friend's home. Very relaxing. Usually when we have an evening that we have the public in, if we're going to have a public event, what I will do to get ready for that is go in the house by myself, or sometimes Paul goes in. One of the two of us will go in or we go in together. Paul is another member of the uh, Ghost Guild who is very talented. He's He works a lot with the dowsing rods. Yes. Anyway, we will a lot of times go in and just sit down, find a spot to ourselves and meditate and ask the spirits to allow us to come into their home tonight and that we have visitors coming in and would they please welcome them as much as they have welcomed us and just kind of clear my mind and also uh, will try to surround myself with white light and positive energy, which I think is very important. Mm -hmm. I know Paul, I, I did interview Paul and I'm going to interview him again too. And he had mentioned the white light and doing that for protective light and about having an experience where there was something that was not nice that was trying to come in. And that you had been in the same group. There was a whole group of people there at this time. Yes. Uh, what had happened was we were actually in the basement. And Paul had not told me anything prior to this about the white light. But we were standing in a group of probably six or eight people. I closed my eyes and tried to concentrate on what was going on. And all of a sudden I said, said to the group, I'm not sure what's going on and why I'm feeling this, but every time I close my eyes, all I see is white light surrounding me, bright white light. <laughs> and it, it's like I can't block it out to allow anything else to come in. Mm. And it wasn't until after that that I realized what Paul was doing. Oh, that's he was actually sending out the white light to protect all of us. Right, and, and it blocked everything from coming in, huh? It did with me, yes. That's interesting. A lot of times I will be able to pick up where in the house we should be or maybe visualize uh, the different characters that come in and out. But in that case, I couldn't pick up anything except white light. Wow. That's really powerful. It was. Yes. Especially since you don't know what Paul was doing. No, I, I had no idea. I really didn't. That is wonderful. Okay, so tell us about the first clue that you know it's going to be an active night when you go to a do a, an event there. Well, as I said, usually uh, Paul and I will go over ahead of time and, and try to sort of clear the air, concentrate, meditate. And sometimes when we walk 
up to the house on, on the main walk, you can just feel the electricity before you even get to the house. You just know this is going to be an active night. Do you think it has anything to do with like weather or any other things going on in the environment? You know, Mary Ann, I, I really don't know because I'm so new to this, but we've had people say that, yes, if it's a stormy night, there's a lot of electricity in the air. That seems to be better. But to be honest, we have had experiences at any time of the day and under any weather conditions. I have heard that about electrical storms can cause it to be more active. Yes, and also phases of the moon. I hadn't heard that, but that makes sense. Yes, uh, during a full moon, uh, the energy sometimes is high, but there again, it's just, we're we're so used to having occurrences in the house that we get kind of blasé about it. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, all times of day or night. And the other strange thing is, it can be a very active evening and you may be in a room where there just seems to be all kinds of things happening. And then it's like somebody turns a switch off. Huh. It's almost like they say, okay, I've had enough. You can go on now. <laughs> I'm going to go rest. I don't yes, know. Yes. I don't know what they do really, but it's like, okay, I'm bored. I'm gone. Yes. <laughs> that was probably more like it. They were just bored. I'm tired of answering our questions. <laughs> really? I, have something. I, can, I can see where they could feel that way. <laughs> Did I tell you about the phone ringing? No. We have a an antique phone that's in the back of the house. It was original to the house, but all the wiring has been cut. So it's not wired into anything. But occasionally we will have day visitors that come through and I know of one occasion where they came to the front desk and said, you know, that phone in the back room is ringing. Aren't you going to answer it? <laughs> and they laughed and they said, that phone is not connected into anything. And I, I was I was doing a, an investigation one night. We were helping to lead a group. And wouldn't you know, that phone started ringing. Well, that is so funny. You know, the reason I was laughing as well as that it's just funny is that, you know, you see this on movies, right? But I never expected to hear it in real life. I never expected that really did happen. We did not pick it up and answer it. Oh, good. Good job. I wouldn't either. <laughs> You don't know who's on the other end of that one. <laughs> you know, well, that brings to mind, too, and another instant I had uh, right after I started working at the house. Uh, I brought my mother and my two sisters over to see it at Christmas time. And in one of the first rooms they went through, there was a book where the binding had been broken on it. So the pages were kind of all scattered around. So my one sister went over and she very neatly put all the pages back into place and fixed the book up. And of course, she did not, she does not believe in spirits. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. That's the she fixed the book up, <laughs> we went around on the tour, we came back, and wouldn't you know when we came back, those pages looked like somebody had just smeared them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to her, I said, do you believe a ghost now? And she just kind of raised an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> what, did she think someone snuck in and did this? <laughs> yeah. Probably. No, I think at that point she really did believe that something had done that, other that is... than, than a physical being. I know they're going to let you know that if they want to, they let you know they're there. And if you don't believe, I think it's a challenge. I really do. It's We've like, had times where they basically get up in your face and go, Hey, I'm here. I'm right. That's what I, I've heard that more than once. I've heard that more than just from you. I can see where they'd see it as a 
something they want to challenge if, if a person says they don't believe. You know, you know oftentimes they'll, they'll play little tricks on people too. Uh, one time not too long ago, I was standing in the lobby and somebody came up and just poked me in the back of the head. <laughs> kind of flick my hair and we that's very common we'll have people come in and say that all the time oh wow and this seems to be i was going to go into another question but i but you just pretty much answered the question of how do you know when the spirits are around i mean it's like they pretty much make themselves really known well for me too and we may be sitting and having a session and sometimes i will become very agitated nervous anxious uh, to the point of maybe rocking back and forth, rubbing my hands together, and it's like I can't really pinpoint it. I just know I have this feeling. And it's at that point that a lot of times I can say, okay, we need to be in such and such a room rather huh. than here. Interesting. I wonder why you get anxious about it That's, or agitated. Now, agitated I can understand too, but those it's are not, not those are intense feelings. Yes, it, it's not like I fear what is going to happen. It's just I become tense and nervous. And one, one time we were sitting around, uh, Roselle was there with us, and they kept watching me. And I was going through my little antics, and finally I just blurted out, "You know, we're going down a rabbit hole. This is not the place we need to be. We need to be in the basement." And we went down there, and all kinds of things happened. Oh, that's great! What you're sounding like to me is what. My mom would have called antsy. Yes. You get really antsy. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you just is... can't sit still hardly. Yeah, but this is on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you need to get filmed. I want to see this anyway. <laughs> In fact, the last the last time that happened, Rosella said, you know, I really thought you were having a heart attack. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my gosh. You really do get it. It is on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I know you can visualize who's present because you've said that. Describe that to me, would you? When you visualize what, what, it's, it, what it feels like. Yeah, I don't know what it's like for everybody, but for me, the best way I can describe it is it's almost like a double negative. It's as though with my my physical eyes, I'm seeing what everybody else sees. But overlaid on top of that is what I'm seeing in my mind. So it's like a photo double negative. Sort of, yes. That's the best way I can describe it. Oh, that makes sense. Because I'm, an, I'm usually aware. I'm aware that I'm, I'm not physically seeing it, other than the time in the restroom with the guy walked through the wall. Well, yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. That I did. I mean, I really thought it was a real person until I got to where I could see that it was a solid wall right there, and whatever it was went through it. But most of the time, it's like almost like a double negative on a photograph. Wow. Okay, so now let's talk about the spirit family that you feel like you have there. Are you talking about the spirit family we have that were associated with the house or associated with me? Well, besides the spirits that are normally associated with the Victorian house, what others come in and out? That's what I'm asking. Okay, a lot of times when we're working in there and doing a session, we will have family members that come in and out, and it may be family members of any one of us in the group. But typically, since Paul is instrumental and he's working with the dowsing rods, a lot of times his family members will come through. And 
mine too. Um, in fact, there have been times when I could sense that they were coming through, Paul verified it. You know, I kind of knew where they were. He would verify it with the dowsing rods. There had been other times when he could actually give me a description of who was there and I knew who it was, but would take photographs later and he would be able to point out who they were. Oh, really? Paul yes. did that? Yes. Yes. Oh, I, that's pretty interesting to me. Yes. Uh, that way, actually, the verification is what's interesting to me because when I've experienced stuff, as we've talked about before, literally, I don't know if I'm crazy. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but what I do know is that when you get that kind of verification, you don't feel crazy and you know you, you know, you've got, then you have faith in what you're doing. That's why it's nice to work with other people who can verify it. Mm -hmm. I've been accused a lot of being apprehensive about telling anybody about, you know, what I'm seeing or feeling or hearing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting better at it, but some of the, even some of the ones in the group get kind of upset with me at times because I don't reveal what, everything that's happening inside my head. I'm, you know, like you, I'm afraid people will think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> so, I don't know if that helps you at all. And I haven't even been there when you've experienced it, but your attention to detail and what's occurring just sounds like, yeah, it makes perfect sense that, and, and you have verification from people like Paul and I think Rosella too. And more up yes, than I, I think it's always good to to have people who are willing to doubt mm -hmm. and sort of sift through things because not everything that goes bumping in the night is a ghost. Time is already up. And, oh, you're um, kidding. I know that's how fast it goes when we're having. <laughs> I want. I really do find your interviews so interesting. So, is there any last thing you want to say to people, especially people who are new to this or? Who, who've had an experience and are scared to death, what would you say to them? The first thing I would say is go with your gut. And if you're feeling it in your gut, a lot of times you're gonna be accurate. Mm. The other thing you might wanna do is to seek out others, possibly online and read about it. Maybe try to have contact with others who experience some of the same things you do. And I think it could be verification for yourself. Oh, that's good advice. I, I know that there've got to be people out there who wonder if they're crazy. Oh, I'm sure. And I mean, I have, I did as a kid. Right. You know, in fact, I kind of turned it off. Yes, I've heard a lot of people say that mm -hmm. that they have these experiences and turned it off as a kid. Yes. And then actually blocked it for a while. I yes, I, that's that's pretty much what I did because I, I can remember uh, as a teenager being able to say, for instance, I wanted to be able to see someone or talk to someone and I would concentrate on where they would be and go there. And sure enough, it would happen. Well, so would... you're more of a, I'm sorry to say this and don't, I hope this isn't a, you're a psychic or a medium. You're a psychic. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's like, if you can know where someone is and concentrate, you can find them. That's psychic ability. I don't know what to call myself, to be honest. But, well, we're not uh, trying to label you here. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just, just call me crazy. <laughs> just, no, but you're not. <laughs> that's what's so interesting. And I think that's why you see what you do at the Victorian house and other places. I mean, cause you're it both a, really, a medium and a psychic. You have two abilities. I think it was really confirmation for me that there really is another world out there that a lot of people may not be aware of. Mm -hmm. 
And it was also comforting to know that there really is an afterlife. Yes, that's always comforting. And I think that's why people are so interested in supernatural and ghosts and experiences. Yes. Um, because all of us want to know what's on that other side, because all of us aren't going to make this out alive. We don't make it out of your life. But I really do believe people want some type of comfort when it's time yes. to end our days here. Well, I don't know if I told you or not, too. My grandmother and I had sort of had a pact. I always felt she was very sensitive. Uh, so many strange things happened around her. And <laughs> I, can, I can remember talking with her at one point saying, you know, Grandma, whichever one of us goes first, let's make sure that we come back and let the other one know that we're there. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I had the one experience right in the meeting where she was standing behind me, patting me on the shoulder. Right. My name. Right. So, that was so neat. Yes. And that was the experience that tells you that, you know, she's there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she frequently would show up with the others at the Victorian house too. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yes. Usually Do you ask her where she goes when she's not there? <laughs> no, I will. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I would love to know that answer. Are you like coming back and forth from heaven? I mean, <laughs> Is there like a staircase escalator? (laughs) (laughs) Like Star Trek. Beam me up. (laughs) Beam me up, Scotty. I don't know. I'm not trying to make fun of it, but I really am interested in like, okay, well, where do you go when you're not here? Anyway, I guess I better wrap this up and I, I really, really appreciate it. This was a wonderful second interview. You did a great first one also. Oh, it's always fun. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to maryannpoll.com and or authormasterminds.com forward slash mary-ann-poll. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.